Hello, lovers. Welcome to Heart to Heart, the Living Spiritfully podcast. I am your host, Paul Galoro, and in this podcast, I have heart-centered conversations with people I truly believe are living spiritfully. Before we get into today's guest, I just want to open up my heart one more time to you and say a great, big, wholehearted thank you so much for your participation in this podcast, for listening, sharing, commenting, messaging, all the things that you've been doing in support of the podcast. It truly means so much to me. Uh, This has been a fun project for me to do uh, during this year of 2020 and has been so heart-opening, mind-expanding, eye-opening, and I cannot thank you enough for your part in it. Today's guest is my dear friend, Dr. Heather Chesnoka, and she says something so brilliant and so profound. She says, sometimes the darkness is cozy. And I truly believe that unless we know our darkness, we will never truly know our light. So as somebody who has embraced my darkness to shine my light, I share with you this beautiful heart to heart with Dr. Heather. Please enjoy. Now, please welcome to the show, my dear friend, Dr. Heather Chesnoka. Heather, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy you're here because you and I have been on a journey like together, but beside each other, but apart, but intertwined and all of that. And so this is really exciting for me, for us to have- Parallel, I like to call it. Yeah, yeah, but, and and at the same time, like, I don't know, anyways, let's just chat a little bit about how we met. Again, I don't remember exactly when it was, but all I remember is that I was teaching at a gym and you had a chiropractor office there and I came yep. to see you and you've, you did a lot of work on me. Thank you so much. Um, and then I stopped working there in 2015, but still came to see you every now and then. Yeah. And then you went on a journey that led you to where you are now, which I'm sure we will talk about. So I'm super excited that you're here because we've got a lot to catch up on. And so much. Let's, it's my, my recollection of you is not even as a patient. It was, beforehand I think it was like in passing at the front desk of the uh, of the club and I always had this vision of you and your amazing scarves <laughs> and like there's what like it was a bluey purple one with a print or something on it and I'm like yes, oh, my favorite scarf I got it in scarf. I love that one and like the, just this beautiful energy coming in I'm like with like this warm cozy scarf and I'm like ah he just like it looks like a hug in human form <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh my god first of all thank you for that because <laughs> I love scarves but I've really tapped into my naturist feelings um Fair. over the last little while with COVID and everything so I haven't been wearing much clothing or scarves, but now you just re-inspired me because it's cooling down outside. So. You could you could kind of do both, like be nature, but with a scarf. Yeah, of course. Like, why yeah. didn't I ever think of that? So thank you. I will send you a picture of that next time I do it. Oh, please do. <laughs> yeah, because I rem- we yeah we didn't um, like interact before I started to see you, and then it was like once we got into your office, it was just like nothing else existed, and. Yeah, and which was hard to do because we could always hear the spin studio. I could hear the treadmills outside. So, like, I always tried to make that the most safest space in that gym as we possibly could have. It was, like, such a weird location. It was, like, by the water fountain in the men's change room. Yeah, directly across from the the thumping of the treadmills and the spinning studio and people walking by and yeah it was it was crazy it was like kind of like a weird like little hub though so it was awesome so yeah you gotta take it for what it was right where we started (laughs) exactly and that's what i love is like you and i sort of started in the same place and then just branched out into so many places so i'm so excited to catch up um and everything so tell me how is your heart so right now it feels awesome but the weeks up today up to today even the best way i could kind of describe it is like a half finished rubik's cube (laughs) okay (laughs) okay elaborate 
the finish side is the obviously I feel extremely blessed to be able to where I am right now and happy and like loved and supported. And then the unfinished side is just that kind of like hot mess that the world is right now. Mm. Right. So it's like, I feel like I'm right in that middle. Like I'm conscious brain and heart knows everything is amazing and great. But then there's that little unfinished stuff kind of to the side that just kind of creeps itself in. And it's just part of being a business owner and a practitioner in the middle of what we're living in right now. Right. right. Um, so it's, I'll, I'll say magenta, if you want to say it that way. You want to, like, kind of just like that mix mash of everything. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. Well, how beautiful is the color magenta? I know, right? right? So I love that. I love that. It's a great sort of um, little visual for that. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit more. You're, uh, what, what I didn't bring people up to speed is you are currently in your very own wellness clinic how how would we describe it yeah exactly yeah so prior literally prior to the world pandemic being declared um i closed on a commercial unit and so during the middle of a pandemic my husband and i were physically hanging drywall and painting and building wow. um, our clinic my clinic um and by the grace of whoever's looking out for me, God, or maybe my, my grandparents, I don't know, but someone was looking out for me. And then the day that the, we were allowed to go back to like a modified stage one, cause like we, being a chiropractor throughout this whole process is I've been an essential service, but my hands were tied. I'm an essential service, but I've only ever been allowed to see certain amount of cases or whatever. So when they released that was five days before we, got the occupancy permits and we're ready to open the clinic. Wow. So June 1st, doors opened and that's where then all the fun and the awesomeness kind of came in. And so that's where, so where it was. And then as of September, um, I brought on the two, uh, my first employees or staff, um, I brought in the two massage therapists as well. So the clinic was slowly growing and then I'm looking to expand even further with the right professionals. And I'm trying to get my energy aligned to figure out what I need to emulate to bring into them to be able to bring into this space. Um, so that's kind of in a nutshell what, we, what we've been working with. So oh, it's- Wow, I it's love that. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I've been to your space. We did a, a little blessing before you opened your doors. Yeah, it's a beautiful space, and um, I'm just I'm so excited how it has blossomed since then. Right mm -hmm. now, there's three of you. You're offering more services, and something that you said too about bringing yourself into alignment so that you can draw in um, others yes. to, to to emulate that and and create that that community and that environment that you're that you've envisioned. Yeah, and exactly that's a. Um... I mean, part of that was just me. You can't just put a body in there, right? Um, and the one thing I've noticed over the last little bit is I am in a very privileged position that my patients do trust me, right? So whoever I bring in, I need to make sure I trust them. Right. Right? Because um, I'm not just going to refer my patients to just anybody because, you know, it just doesn't work like that. And it's that personal relationship and that, vision that I have and that me being able to know them and be able to guide them into the right path is something I never take for granted. And uh, so that's why I know I need to make sure my head's in the right space. So I hire somebody or bring on somebody who's at least shares part of the same vision, mm -hmm. be able to help manage my patients to the best of their ability. Right. right. So, so yeah, it's a, uh, there's a lot of work that needs to be done on my part for that too. Cause it's, you know, you're, I'm a female business owner in 2020. There's still a lot of worry and angst and all of that, you know, like, so yeah. well, try you, to make sure that doesn't get expressed. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that you've done a lot of work. Like, what is that work that you've done to get to that place? Oh, so that, this is a nice big can of worms. Uh, so it's, let's go back to the whole journey together, Paul. <laughs> Let's do it. 
So there was, how do I even put, describe it? I don't want to use the word anger, but I was in a traumatic car accident in 2007, no, 2007, right? And there was a lot of healing and anger that I had to let go from that. So I'm a firm believer of everything happens for a reason. And even if it meant getting hit by a car while crossing the street, there was a reason behind that, right? Wow. It, it's a wake up call sometimes, right? Yeah. Maybe that's clearly what I needed. I mean, the universe is going to send you the same lessons over and over until you learn it or create a change, right? So clearly I wasn't listening before that. And this is what happened. And uh, so I had to move past that, right? Um, so there was the physical healing that needed to happen. And then you have all that uh, emotional and mental healing that needs to happen too. And then the unfortunate thing is I was not in the best relationship at the time. I had a very toxic partner and learning to get between all of that. And then I threw myself into Cairo school. So in the most grueling four-year programs, you know, that you could possibly do. So I had to learn how to manage stress and anger and pain because there was a lot of physical healing that was still happening while trying to study and improve myself. And, you know, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, it took a while after Cairo school for me to fully even get past kind of all the phys the mental healing, if I will, and then begin that mental healing. Um, I think at one point I came to you to see my, to get my chakras cleansed, mm -hmm. right? If you remember that, and I was looking into that and then I really started diving more into kind of a meditation practice, especially in the past few years. Um, and I'm a huge believer of like actual therapy as well. So like, you know, with my, my therapist as well, there's been working through those different kinds of emotions and shedding the negativity. I mean, it's always going to be there for light. There is dark. So there's, it's always going to be there, but how do you control some of those maybe negative stories that we play into our head? Cause they're stories that we tell ourselves, right. And we can morph them. So where is it coming from and how do we process that? And then how, how do we acknowledge it and deal with it and then move past? So those are the kind of the things that I've been doing. So it's been a lot of meditation. Um, my running has been a huge part of that. Um, you know, it says, you know, like I run marathon, well, maybe not now, but um, I am a runner and being able to get into that zone has been able to help me in so many different ways, right? Because let's be serious, running is mostly mental. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's mostly mental, I'm like it's, and you have to be kind of loopy to be like, yeah, let's go run forty-two kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for fun, for fun, for fun. <laughs> right? Early on a um, Sunday morning when it's like minus three outside, <laughs> minus twenty even. Like, okay. yeah, see, yeah, right. <laughs> so it's a, it's the mentality that goes with it, right? Like, if I can get through this, then now I know I can deal with all those other things that might come through the clinic and my own, you know, the fact that I'm extremely sensitive. So if someone says something, I take it to such heart because I've given you my heart and soul right. to help manage and protect that as well, mm -hmm. right? So those have been a lot of the ways that I've been kind of working on it. And, you know, it's like little affirmations and the little things that we can do to help reassure ourselves for right. the lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can we dive deeper into what you said about, um, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it's something al along the lines of being mindful of your heart and, and protecting it. Um, as a very sensitive person, um, I'm sure, and I don't want to speak about your experience, but I know with me as a sensitive person, it is easy for me, especially when we pour our lives and our love into the work that we do to have somebody make a comment about it. And it just sort of like, crushes you or stops you like dead in your tracks for a minute so what enlighten me how can I be how do you how are you working through that I'm looking for inspiration 
Okay. Yep. So, I mean, it used to start with little things like, you know, like my, when my practice was growing and people would cancel or drop off or, you know, all that kind of things. I would take it so personally. Like, did I do something wrong? Like, mm. do they not like me? And, you know, I, I, I'm using the best that I can do and all of that. But you have to realize everyone has their own journey, their own path. Right. And most one thing that keeps me sane is a lot. It's not necessarily me it's i'm interpreting my own reflections in their actions right like it's a mirror right so like if someone's angry at you it's probably because there's something else going on kind of idea versus that's necessarily being directed directly at you um so the ways i've been kind of channeling myself is just reassuring like i'm doing the best that i can um and i'm you know i'm completely honest with absolutely everything i'm like i'm not going to expect explain miracles if I don't think I can, you know, get you to that level. I'm very real with everybody. So I think it's managing expectations and having that honesty with people is for me has been a way to put up that kind of barrier. So then that way, like, listen, like I've laid everything on the table that it possibly could be or might be, or these are the options A, B, and C. And you're choosing this, you're doing that in your own conscious and with the most um, education that I could give you. And cool, then let's work with that. Mm -hmm. So then that way, if something goes wrong, it's not reflected, I'm not taking it personally because I've told them the honest truth of what may or may not happen. And it it just becomes another conversation. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I it makes me think um, there has been times where, and not not necessarily with clients, but like family members, for example, mm-hmm. they'll come to me and be like, "Oh, I'm having this situation. What what do you recommend? What do you think I should do?" Blah blah blah, and I'll offer, you know, th- based on my knowledge and research and experience, have you considered this? And if it's something that they don't want to do. Um, There has been times where I would like take that personally, but I'm also now trying to learn more like, okay, that's your journey. You obviously aren't in a place to try what I had recommended. And that's fine. It's not me. It's just where you're at. And I'm here when you're ready. Yeah. And it's finding where they are in that journey and meeting them kind of there. And maybe instead of offering them this, you kind of go, okay, well, this is, I think, where you're at. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, um... I mean, I'll just use rehab as, as an example, right? Being like, I'm not going to say, let's start doing sport specific exercises if, which is all we, we probably need it, but we just really need you up and walking, right. right? So I know it's a very simplistic way to kind of explain it, but it's finding where and learning people. That's been one thing for me, learning what they're telling me, mm-hmm. like truly listen and be able to match them so they can understand where I'm coming from. Right. It's been, it's been, I mean, I've been in practice for eight years, but I've been in healthcare for 15. So it's been a lot of introspective work too, because I'm realizing how words can be interpreted to other people. Right? right. So, and then if I use an analogy, I'm like, okay, it's really simplistic, but this is, where this analogy comes from. And I find that kind of helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like little things too, like you, you know, taught me to talk about like saging the clinic regularly. Like I did it right before the full moon on Sunday nice. or Saturday, I should say. Um, and just getting that energetic flow in through there and trying to leave things at the door and, mm-hmm. you know, it's easier said than done. We're human. Um, you know, and like I have, client case or patient cases I I'll keep me up at night because I'm like okay well this isn't working and whatever but that's just kind of who I am too so being a sensitive person (laughs) it's great (laughs) but it kind of sucks sometimes too (laughs) it affects yeah um so what led you to going uh, so I know you you said you had the the accident and everything but was the accident before or after chiropractic school? Before. Okay, so then was the accident what led you to chiropractic school or was that something that you were curious about prior? 
I was curious about it prior to. So actually, um, the accident was months after I graduated university. So I had just moved back to Ontario and uh, I had actually already been accepted to Cairo school, but I turned them down. I wasn't ready. I, I had this whole plan that I was going to go to Australia and surf and go work on like a private yacht kind of thing. I don't know. My brother had a connection or something. I can't even remember anymore. And like, I was going to scuba dive down there and just, be 22 <laughs> really right um and then the accident obviously prevented that because that also took months away off work where i couldn't afford go off and do my little journey there yeah. but again everything happens for a reason maybe i would not have ended up at the school had i not had the accident or maybe i never would have come back to canada who knows right like it everything happens for a reason so it was um I was already interested. So I did my undergrad in kinesiology and I did specialize uh, through the program at the university to do like on-field therapy and um, uh, sport injury management. Uh, so I'd always wanted to kind of go into that route. Um, being a young athlete myself, I, being a young accident prone athlete, <laughs> I, uh, I saw lots of uh, manual practitioners and therapists as a kid, just because I, I was a gymnast and multiple concussions and just being, you know, crazy. Yeah. Uh, I knew I wanted to be one of those people because they, the way that they helped me and the way I saw them, I, I'm like, I wanted to be that person. So then at one point I wanted to run away with Cirque du Soleil and be the doctor with Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Right. And then it just the way that could just kind of work. So then I went to Cairo school and then that opened my life to something different because I what I thought I wanted to do with my practice when I entered the school is completely different than how now I'm practicing kind of now. So like I've even grown and changed in my, you know, eight plus years of experience in the field now. And that's been part of my own journey and how how I've noticed I've, the, the missing connection when I'm helping people. So it's like, as I'm growing and changing, I can see the difference within my practice as well. Mm, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I, 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 I recognize that also too within myself when I'm, so I'm working with my clients, coaching, et cetera, but then I'll start to feel a rumbling within myself of something that needs to be healed. And so I'll start to explore that or work with it or feel it or, you know, you know I see my energy healers and all of that stuff. And then I start to notice if it's not within the people that are immediately around me, other people start to come looking for that sort of healing. So it's almost like I do the work within myself and then people start to come that need a similar sort of healing. Well, because so, now, you, now you can see it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was like this full thing is like... Um oh rise of whatever is increasing is it because we didn't know about it before or is it because we were blind because we didn't have the proper testing right right so now once your eyes open to be able to like okay maybe maybe it is this or maybe it's this like when we're talking about energetically you're you become awoke to it almost yeah right definitely i mean like i don't talk about this with the most of my patients like most of it's very like <laughs> mechanical but i mean at the end of the day my clinic is called trinity because i do believe mind body soul is how like and that venn diagram really between the three things is where you're going to have that perfect like balance and health and and everything right so we're fools just to think that there's only one thing out there and you know like i mean i provide acupuncture and back years ago on western medicine they didn't think acupuncture did anything right right they thought it was just like this weird asian chinese tradition that they didn't understand but now the research is there and so we're getting there right it's just sometimes you got to have faith and take time and realize that there is something higher working and it's the connection of all of it mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. we don't know what we don't know yes exactly yeah and oftentimes it takes like I call it the physical world. So like research and all of that to catch up to the energetic world. Yes. And be like, oh yeah, okay. Now, now I see the connection. Now I see why it's beneficial as, whereas before it was just like, 
woohoo, whatever, right? Because we're seeing that even with yoga and meditation. Oh, I know. Whereas before it was just like, ah, whatever. Now it's like an actual thing that people are being, like doctors are recommending to their patients meditate. We're even hearing with COVID. Oh, I know. Like mental health stuff is like get into meditation, get into yoga. And I've I've been studying it for the for the I'd say the last six or seven years since I got into um, yoga for uh, PTSD, but I've been experiencing it a lot more within myself lately is understanding how, like literally all I'm thinking about all day, every day now is my nervous system. Mm. It's like, so um, half of the week I am working on construction supporting my well not supporting but helping my father and my sister with the family business mm-hmm. and then the other half of the week I'm doing my stuff and so I in the beginning I noticed there was such this like it was just so jarring to go from this place of light and love to then now being in a place where saws and drills and hammers and 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 these really burly men like spitting and you know making racist and homophobic comments and so it really had this like bang on my my nervous system and so my yoga practice now has been more okay feel it within and now start to like what's going to make this feel good and now what's going to balance that out and how if i if i spend a lot of time like this how can i do that and and so now it's like being aware of that within my day-to-day life i'm now aware of that within my interactions with other human beings it's almost like it's a good thing too, because you've been yeah, like you're so entrenched in the the love and light, but most people in our worlds can't live there forever. They have that oppo- like I said, that opposing side. So it's kind of neat that you're having to learn how to rebalance the two, kind of like where your students would be. Yes. Exactly. Right. So it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, so it's it's relearning. You're relearning, right? Yeah. And um, it's uh, I love how you said the nervous system because obviously the nervous system is what I I, I explain it as the electricity that lights our house, mm-hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, that's it. And there's a lot of really cool research that's even coming out in heart rate variability and and everything that again before they're like, oh well, it doesn't mean anything. I'm like, no, but it it does, and it's. Um, that that shift because I, if you actually look at okay finish my thought here heather <laughs> i have like 10 going on my head at once um if you look at the traditional chiropractic principles right it's that basically it's you're healing down from the top down inside out so that's the traditional principles if you want to go back you know 100 and whatever years beforehand and the idea is as you're connecting you as an energetic body are connecting potentially to something higher that's going to allow your body to heal itself right so it's that very, very organic that we are there is that um intuition inside of us to go towards here if allow it right right and uh navigating that shift is an ongoing change just like the, like the like a the currents in an ocean right it's, they're going to be there but it's how to navigate it and find that right path is is ongoing and that's why wellness truly is an ongoing journey because there's always going to be something that's going to rock you right and it's finding that energy back back to it so it's, it's a good thing that we use the word journey because we're all on a journey right we're never sedentary right rest is rust and you need to be moving and growing and i mean like i'm glad i'm not the same person i was 10 years ago, right? Because yeah. that means I'm stuck, right? And you have to evolve and grow and, you know, be thrown into everything and learn from it. And that's, that's kind of the nice thing about the human experience, right? It's yeah. you're, yeah. you're going through everything, right? And you're not alone in it. It's just same wavelength, right? Yeah, absolutely. And when you speak of that, that natural intelligence within us that moves towards healing, the thing is it moves towards healing and so that's where the movement aspect of things and the alignment aspect of things is so important as a as a yoga therapist and when i'm teaching a yoga experience i'm always looking at alignment and i'm looking at alignment yes for safety but i'm also looking at alignment because i want 
I am facilitating an experience where the energy within us can flow seamlessly from bottom to top, right? That's that's the Kundalini rising. Yes. Um, you know, and I do this, that's the caduceus, right? Which you're familiar with as a chiropractor. But that's, mm-hmm. you have that, isn't that somewhere? Yep, it's in our pendant. Yeah, like you, you have that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I, I'm always thinking of that alignment and, and, and one of the things that's important for me as the, the yoga therapist, yoga teacher is to make sure that we're moving our body in a certain way so that energy can flow freely, right? And move. And that's mm-hmm. what you're doing as a chiropractor with adjustments and exercises and and um, acupuncture to soften the tissue and all of that stuff mm-hmm. is to get people into that alignment so that the energy can flow freely exactly that's you explain it so much more eloquently <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. but no that's exactly it so i mean it's we're an energetic body right and i mean i like to ex- i like to kind of explain that it's just like how do animals just sometimes know things it's just their, their energy, right? As like, I, I mean, I joke, like, my dog doesn't like you, there's going to be something wrong with you, right? <laughs> he's maybe picking up on some sort of kind of negative or whatever, and it's like this energetic world that we live in, we can't, we're still learning how to tap into it, yeah. right? So the principles are there because that's what we've used in the past and it's the best way we know how to do it. Like, do I doubt that the, who knows, maybe these AIs are going to find a way to tap into that? Probably, who knows, right? And that's scary and cool at the same time because then it validates what we know and we feel. Right. But not everybody's there. So sometimes we need that scientific proof, right? And like, I mean, I practice evidence-based, so it's, you know, it's there, but in my heart, based on my own healing journey as well, there has to be something else. Yeah. Right? And that's that, that alignment and everything else. And it's, you know, I mean, I, I get taken care of and looking at everything else for to, make, to try and be my best self because everyone deserves the best version of me, right? I deserve the best version of me, Yes. right? So it's, it's just, yeah, it's just all part of it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, girl, I get it. Um, and especially like when you say I deserve the best version of me, like this morning. So usually Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm working there. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm doing my thing. And I need that space. Like this morning was me luxuriating in the bath. I need that space for me to get back into my body. Cause I even noticed too, um, I, I, I sort of, I have a, a deadline coming up with something, but I haven't given myself the space to think about it because I've just been in that other world for so long that this morning I allowed myself the space after I did a little bit of movement, I got into the bath, all of this stuff started rushing into me. So I'm like writing down things in my phone. Uh, and then I went to go check um, the Facebook and immediately I felt a shift in my my nervous system that it didn't like. And I was like, oh, I need to make this change so that I could go back because I it was almost like I saw this trajectory. I was like, okay, I could go back to that beautiful, luxurious place I was and be my best self for when I meet with Heather. Mm-hmm. Or I can stay here in, in this Facebook land of all of this shit that's getting thrown at me. And I could feel it. I was like, my heart was starting to race. I was like, I can't go into conversation with Heather like this. Like, this is just, I'm not even going to know how to connect because I'm too ba- too much thinking of this stuff. Have you been finding social media has just been a bit much lately? Oh, too much. Like since okay. September, I've cut back significantly. I actually broke a promise that I made to myself by going on Facebook on my phone. Oh, yeah? But it was interesting for me because, again, I could see, like, I didn't realize the effect that it had on my nervous system until I, like, cut it out and then went back in with that space. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I've had the conversation with my husband before because he, I think he actually just re- deleted Instagram again. I'm not sure. But um, we always had the conversation, like, who are you following when you're following these kinds of things? And he really liked following corporations for some reason, right? Like, so you're being sold to all the time. 
right? Like you're literally going into their, their walking commercials every single time. He's like, I never even thought of it that way, right? Because, and then obviously once you go down that rabbit hole, the way that they're feeding you those things, so you're always being sold to. And I'm like, I just, you know, I can't see friends, so I kind of want to connect with them. But even then I'm kind of going, no one's really doing anything right now. So like I'm finding it like overwhelming. And so same thing is like, I mean to like, I'm professionally, I'm active on it, but I'm not engaged in it right now. Right. And for the same thing for that same kind of energy, it's like, I can't have that kind of energy in me when I go to touch a patient. Cause it's going to, it's going to come through. So yes, I need to like, just not yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And go and explore and be out in nature or whatever and like not even bring my phone with me it's just been I, I don't know what it is maybe it was the full moon <laughs> like last weekend but it's it's just been a lot yeah yeah well the state of the world that we're in and you know we're for those of you that are listening to this we're recording this like days after the u.s election they have not even like i don't know i didn't check in today but last no, they haven't even come up with a we don't even know who the president is going to be yet yeah. Um, so there is a lot of that like crazy. I I don't like using this word, but it's the only word that I can describe this this craziness, this turbulence around all of that is just intense, and uh, that affects our nervous system too, right? Thousand percent. So I mean, um, it goes back to the idea: as your diet is not just the food you consume; it's the the people you're around, the things you're watching, the stuff that you're reading, right? Because that's what's reiterating whatever those thought patterns and those stories that you're telling yourselves are, right? So if you're only watching negative kind of horror kind of stuff, you're going to feel that. So I remember I took a functional neurology course years ago as part of my continuing education. And it was an American uh, doctor that was teaching it. And he's like, no wonder we're stuck in this negative loop. Like, look at the shows people are liking to watch, like these true crime things and all this negative violent mm -hmm. stuff no wonder we can't find peace and light because we're being bombarded and i mean by humans by nature we're curious about these kinds of things yeah so we're curious but it's not when you're watching it on 10 hour repeat of it or you know netflix binging it's not kind of really healthy right. for you there right which is sometimes i just like to put on something light and funny at the end of the day because it's even if it's a familiar show, because this is light and it's a way to clear maybe the stuff that some patients have brought in and I'm still carrying on me when I come home because I'm thinking about them and it's uh, trying to find the light in the darkness is the most important thing, right. but sometimes the darkness is cozy. Oh, I love that you just said that because I totally get it. Yeah. I totally get it. And also not to be, I, I, I did a, a, a four week course um, in shadow work and I'm all about it. I, so there was, you know, I, I left, uh, I, I closed my studio, I did all of that stuff and I traveled for three months. And those, those three months were sort of broken down into light, dark, and then limbo. Mm -hmm. And the dark, as dark as it was, was, was good for me in a sense because you know when there's that analogy um when you feel like you're in the dark sometimes you're just being planted mm. and so it's like being a seed going into that dark place to like nurture plant and start to set your roots to then grow from that space so there's benefit to it but we just don't want to live there right you can't thrive underground unless you're a potato but even then you get pulled out of the ground and eaten but even then you get greens on the top that are going towards the light to feed your soul right? right yeah so even the most basic food group right it's mm. there's still you still need light yeah unless you're a mushroom unless you're a mushroom yes but then even <laughs> then you're going to be delicious when you're out in the light and you're going to be a fun guy so there you go <laughs> exactly oh, sorry yeah. i had to well, you're, you're hilarious. I love that. Low-hanging fruit. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So, um, like, what's going on right now? What's What would you say is is 
something that you're working on, the direction that you're looking in, like what's what's your work right now, personally? So as far as the clinic is concerned, um, you know, we're approaching kind of that year end, right? So actually, uh, traditionally, now, traditionally in a non-COVID world, this is when the massage therapist and myself would get very, very busy ramping up to the, the December kind of deadline for people's insurance and, and whatnot. Um, I'm right now I'm prepared for anything because uh, nothing's predictable anymore. Right. Um, trends are not predictable. It's it's kind of fun, right? To be relearning things. Um, but then I'm, I want to get ready because I am seeing the need specifically in a lot of some of my middle-aged patients or whatnot, it's, or not even middle-aged, just in my patients in general. Um, I want to bring in some sort of uh, mental health practitioner. Mm. It's, I mean, that was always in the big picture anyways, um, but I might try and expedite that a little bit because uh, as we're going into the shorter days and the darker days um, and you know that idea as my as much as I might tell my patients get out and go for a walk like we can learn how to work we're, we're, we're Canadian we're going to learn how to weather whatever weather you just you got to dress for it right and be prepared for it um, I don't know if a lot of people will right so being active outdoors specifically in the winter is even more important because we need that vitamin D. We need the sunshine. We need to get you out of your house, right? Out of that stagnant air with the furnace and, and all those kinds of things. Um, but what I've also noticed is if people aren't commuting to the office anymore, you know, they're commuting upstairs if they even live in a house, not in a condo, like we've talked about this. And now they're going into their office, which might be right off of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're just not physically even getting in those precious little steps. And then we, we know that obviously movement is going to help um, with mental health, but it's also that kind of, it's a cyclical thing, right? If we're not moving and, you know, exercise is great for, for um, stress, anxiety and like low grade, those things, but not being able to talk to people I find, or even that social connection, which we've, we've lost. And maybe that's probably why I'm disenchanted with social media right now, because it's, never going to replace that hug from a friend Mm -hmm. and if you are listening to the guidelines and being very worried about things you're probably you might not even be hugging friends right Right. and what i've noticed is like i've had people come in to me they're like um, especially in the summer months they're like you're the first person i've had physical contact with in months that's not maybe my partner i'm going okay that's a powerful message right um and i'm only one person so having somebody to help with that next level i think will be really important for the clinic um and then i want to get somebody in as well for um, nutrition like a naturopath kind of thing as well because obviously what we put into our body is what's going to fuel our body i'm a huge huge believer of that as well so that way now we're getting that the beautiful little trifecta like i'll take care of the the physical side and better more more qualified professionals can take care of of the rest and then that way it's nice this beautiful little balance um to be able to serve people the best that we possibly can i love that that's Mm -hmm. amazing yeah and and in terms of like is there anything that you're working on within yourself to be available to make all of that happen my trust issues (laughs) (laughs) i'll be honest you know it's uh which is deep-seated pardon what's your sign cancer cancer okay and do you know where your moon and your rising are no we've talked about it but i don't think we ever fully explored it all right you can we'll save that for when we're not recording this podcast but please continue you were saying your trust issues yeah, so it's just been figuring out why I have such interesting trust issues. I'm like a very loving and approaching, and, and I am a trusting person, but when it comes to now, like my clinic space, which is kind of like my, like I'm a mama bear, right? Like, and I always have been, like my my friends, like if we have a problem, we'll, we'll come to you because you're, you know, I like to think I'm like the fun, joyous, whatever one. No, I'm the mama bear of my friends. Like it is, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so whoever I bring into that space, I want it to be like, I feel like I can trust and love them and they're going to reflect 
what I'm trying to build with the practice as well. Mm -hmm. um, so clearly there was at some point in my life where someone in my inter inner circle uh, has put a kink into that, that force field. Um, so that's kind of what I'm, I'm working on. I'm actually reading a book right now, which is ongoing. I keep putting it up and put it down called The Emotion Code. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm yeah. familiar with that book. I started reading it just before the pandemic and put it down. Yeah, and I don't know why I I keep putting it up and maybe some of it I just I'm not resonating with it. I think I just need to leaf through it and go to the part that I'm resonating to. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to lie. At the end of the day, I'm pretty tired. So to pick up a book right, right now isn't. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I should. Right. And going back to that Rubik's Cube thing. That, that blessed and whatever, that unfinished side where I know I need to finish it and do it, I just, I can't quite yeah. get there right now. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I wanna work on that that trusting side of things because then, and probably it's even trusting myself that I'm going to hire the right people. Right. Right? Um, and then so that way I don't take for granted the trust of my patients when I refer them to somebody. Mm -hmm. So, that's what I'm working on. Amazing. I'm sitting and meditating with it and working through it. Um, not as, I'll be honest, not as diligent as I should, kind of like maybe only once a week, but it's, I'm aware of it and that's part of the process. So now I need to absolutely go with it. Yeah. yeah. Your vision of the Rubik's Cube, I want to thank you for that because something came up with how you were just talking about it now. Um, because sometimes, you know, like you said, you have that one side that's finished and the rest is not. Sometimes in order to complete the entire thing, we have to we have to break down that one side that was finished, right? And we yeah. have to be okay with scrambling it up for a minute to get to a place where we can have two sides or three sides or all sides in that perfect finished space. I don't know. Is, is there something dip, more difficult than a Rubik's Cube? Is there like a hexagon one where like... Oh, I think... Um, okay, so that was like... The Rubik's Cube was like 70s, 80s. And then in the 90s, they tried to make like something modern that had all these different... Yeah. Weird shapes. All the different sides. So yeah. like, maybe those are the different parts of life. And like, let's be serious. We can't say life is clean and it's always going to be finished. There's always going to be a sticker falling off that we put somewhere else. And, yeah, you know, so those kinds of things. So it's just managing the best I've never finished a Rubik's Cube in my life so. <laughs> <laughs> I had to google how to do a Rubik's Cube it's actually like it's 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 um there's it's like a an equation there's like you anyways there's ways that you can doesn't matter what color you're doing you just twist it in certain ways and you'll perfect it yeah math has never been my strong point so <laughs> my accountant laughs at me like oh. um so equations and I just sure <laughs> Uh, so it's been part of that, that journey is like you said, like the, the cleaning and like, I realize that, but, um, I liked that analogy just cause like, obviously like, I know I'm blessed, like, let's be serious. Like I know a lot of clinics that haven't been able to pay their bills right now. And that's, thank you, not the case mm -hmm. for us. Um, and then we're still able to grow. Right. Um, so that's the blessed side mm -hmm. and that the unfinished side is. You know, the A types, like, oh, I know I need to be doing this. I should be doing this. I should be whatever. But my husband's like, no, you just need to sit and like chill. Yeah. <laughs> right. And there's just sometimes not enough hours in a day, but that's as long as the trajectory is going this way. Like, I, like, like I say, healing is a process. It's, it's never linear. You're going to have these ups, downs. And sometimes I just need to remind myself of that. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, one thing that I've been, um, I, I've been finding a lot more plants and trying to fill my house with them, as you can see in the background, and I've got yeah. a, another stash over there. Um, but one of the, like, I'm learning so much from being a plant daddy that um, it's, it's amazing because I'm really... I've, I've, I've always been aware of it, but because, you know, we, we be, were told otherwise, I haven't really been focused on it, but this idea of like living seasonally, like there are seasons when it's, you hunker down, you got to get the work done, you're producing, you're provide, you're uh, creating, you're doing all of that stuff. And then there's other times like the winter of life where 
it's a little bit slower. There's, there's, it's, it's dead, right? It's really cold. There's not much activity happening. Um, and, and, and having plants really helps me sort of be reminded of that because it's like, okay, it's time to slow down now and there's nothing wrong with slowing down and there's ways that we can still be productive, but work a lot slower. Um, like my plants, for example, they're still blossoming, not as much as they were in the summertime, but I'm still seeing a leaf sprouting here and there. I'm still seeing things die and new things grow, even as the weather is getting colder. Um, but it, it's, it's being tapped into that and knowing when, okay, now I have the energy go and now I don't really have the energy to slow down and it's okay. It's interesting to use plants because I'm like, I just planted my garlic. Oh yes. Right. So garlic is going to grow in the winter. Yeah. In that cold, in that dormant and whatever, and it's, it's going to use it. So you're right. We need to learn how to slow down. I think. Sometimes the use of technology has made it a little bit more difficult to slow down because it's all right there all the time, yeah. right? It's a beautiful thing, but because we have all this, we're throwing off our circadian rhythms. We're throwing off all these different things. And being in North America, it's the idea that, I mean, go, go, go. But I also think in March, we learned that that doesn't, it's not working. Yeah. That system is broken and we're in a change right now. And maybe that's part of it. Um, like we're in this cosmic kind of change because of how the world is now going that we have to learn how to ride it and adapt and, and go with it. And there's going to be something beautiful on the end of it. Well, I don't know what that is yet, but I'm optimistic that there will be because there has to be. Yeah. And we'll get there. It's just, you're right. It's that self-care and that slowing down, taking, and I, I mean, I say to my patients too, take the 10 minutes to chill. Like I don't have time to exercise. You have 10 minutes, right? Like, do all you brush your teeth. Like I, there is the time if you want it enough. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I want to um, just, cause I, I want to be mindful of the time. So one thing that I want to tap into, uh, I don't, I don't want to rush it, but I want to make sure that we, we have space for it. And you had mentioned earlier, you know, being a female business owner in 2020. Uh, it's funny. I just finished binging all 11 seasons of Modern Family. <laughs> Since we just finished that too. <laughs> and it was funny because in the like the last season, Gloria is a, a real estate agent, and she said, "It's 2020. I shouldn't have to be losing my job to an old white man." Because mm-hmm. she went to work, and then her husband was staying at home taking care of the kids, and she was feeling that sort of disconnect. So. I thought that it was interesting that she said that. And then, and now you're saying being a woman in 2020, a female business owner, I, I want to give you space to, to talk about that. So the interesting thing is, so, uh, when we, when I went to the banks to talk about the mortgaging and the financing to purchase the clinic space that we're in, um, all except for one bank ignored me and talked to my husband. No. Yeah, dead serious. So everybody there, granted, like I said, I'm not the numbers person. So my brother, my, my husband had gone and crunched the numbers and, you know, because we did it as a partnership. But at the end of the day, his name's not on anything. Mm. Right? He was just, he's just my support. He's, he's my best friend. He's, he's there to help me. You know, he's, this is his, that's his strong point. But when it came to presenting, you know, the financial plan and things like that, that I had done, they looked at him Mm. and i'm like hi he he has no part in how it's going to be successful directly like he does in the sense that he's supporting me and loving and he's he's my evening receptionist and my saturday receptionist and he comes like you know like that kind of thing so he's there but like it's it's my my business yes so that was mind-boggling to me that i'm like you know I, I'm I'm an articulate and passionate and successful practitioner already, right? Like, I mean, I just won the um, Richmond Hill Board of Trade uh, Young Entrepreneurs Award. Yeah, right? that's right. Congratulations. Right before the pandemic. So I'm like, I think I kind of know what I'm doing. <laughs> and And to still have that kind of response from the banks was 
was an interesting experience. Wow. Obviously now I've developed a relationship with, with the bank that we went with um, and that it, it's fine now, but that just not realizing it. Cause again, I don't want to say I've lived kind of with oblivious, but I've always been, don't tell me not to do something cause I'm going to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I might not be aware of where those difficulties have come from because I don't choose to acknowledge them. I just keep kind of going forward. Yeah. You'll um, go around them. You'll go above them, below them, but you're not. Yeah. The, the, they're just obstacles. I just figure that's life. Okay. There's an obstacle. Let's figure out how to get over it. Right. Like, you know, like I said, I was a gymnast. You fall down, you learn to pick yourself back up and correct course, correct. And there you go. Right. Um, so that was, that was interesting. And then now that I'm also in like my mid thirties, that's like, okay, how do I run a business and then potentially have a family, but my business is me and this unseen pressure that's still there to, to have to have a family, mm -hmm. right. Or what's that going to look like? Can I go back to work right away? Or is my husband going to be able to take time off? Like all those pressures that are there societally are still are still there right right and then i looked at my colleagues in the middle of this pandemic that wanted to go back to work but couldn't because there was no daycare mm. so you're like how how have we gone backwards because right. we have and like how has this gone backwards and i mean every family has to do their own thing that's right for them don't don't get me wrong but the stats are still there there was a lot of you know, females that couldn't go back to work because the kids weren't in school or there was no daycare or, and I'm like, I didn't come to this point in my life to finally open this clinic and, and not to be able to, because I love what I do. So how do I balance and find the trust in myself that I'll find that balance to be able to do it all? Right. Right. Yeah. So those are the internal dialogues that still have to happen to business owners today. Yeah. Yeah. Throw on a pandemic on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, right. You know. yeah. 2020 has been a wow. It's been a wow, but <laughs> it's, you know, I, I talk about it with my husband on a regular basis. I'm like, yeah, it's been a wow, but we were still able to accomplish some pretty amazing things. And I'm choosing to see that versus everything else maybe that's my own optimism in there yeah. you... well i think that's key right that's what's going to get us through this is is seeing that we've gone we're getting through it right it's um oh, what's the analogy i think it's like a crab or a lobster right as they grow and change they have that amount of discomfort before they shed that exoskeleton and become the next phase right mm -hmm. so that struggle and that growth is helping to shape them to become that much better or to realize, okay, they know this isn't working. So now we, we need to do this. Right. So again, that's my optimism that we're going to come out of this. I mean, there's a lot of other issues that obviously need to be completely changed. Don't get me wrong, but the proof is there right now. I think we're aware of it and we're starting, we're starting to, more needs to be done, but the dialogue is at least happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's, it. yeah, and I think it's beautiful. Be and I, I, you know, I use this term beautiful, but people, uh, anyways, I think it's beautiful, all the ugliness that has come up this year. It's beautiful in the sense that now we have an opportunity to do the healing, to do the work, to make the changes. Because before when we were ignoring it and stuffing it down, we weren't doing the work. So the beauty of it coming up is like, okay, now we can change this. We can vote. You can't create lip service anymore. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like now yeah. it's like we got to get into action. Otherwise we're just going down. <laughs> yeah. Then I, I refuse to accept that. Yeah, exactly. Right? We don't, we don't. Either that or when I come up to the farm and we're going to live there and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well. Dr. Heather, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so glad that we got to connect. I'm putting your your links and stuff uh, with the show notes so people can get in touch with you, reach out to yes. you. Um, and I love you so much. Thanks for love joining me. Love you too. Miss you.
I miss you. Hugs. Hugs. Yay! Oh my god, I can feel that. I love that. I yeah. love you so much. Thank you again. I'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you once again to Dr. Heather for being a guest on today's show. Please check out her links in the show's notes. And remember, lovers, I'd love to hear from you. So please send me a note. And remember, we have the Facebook group. So join the Facebook group for now. I love you very much, and I'll see you again soon. Bye for now.